Welcome to Hope is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We're continuing taking a look at one of Jesus' teammates, the 12 guys that he chose to do life with the last two years that he spent on earth, the disciples. And we were looking uh, this week at John. Uh, Peter, James, and John were kind of Jesus' inner circle, and those were the guys that he hung out with the most. And yet, um, a lot we, if we read the book of John, in fact, I tell people sometimes if they're wanting to find out more about Jesus, uh, one of the best ways to do it is to read the book of John. There's four Gospels written, the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yet John, I think, is just a great book. So I would encourage you. Maybe you're like, you know, I want to read the Bible more this year. You're like, oh, man, it's already to almost the end of January, and I'm still really not where I need to be in my faith with Jesus. I'm not growing any closer. And Man, just start with John. Just try to read. You know, start John chapter 1. You don't have to read the whole chapter. Just read until the Lord speaks to you. And I really, really think it could be a game changer for you, whether you're new on the spiritual journey, investigating a personal relationship with Jesus, or whether you've been following Jesus for 50 years. Uh, it might kind of help reignite your faith. So I encourage you to read John. But we were looking at his life there, talking about that he wrote in the beginning of John chapter 1, verse 14, that Jesus came full of grace and truth. And we were looking at, hey, where do we need to extend grace in our life? But also, where do we need to uh, look truthfully at our lives, too? And I think that's a balance for all of us. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, one of the times Jesus, uh, J- John got upset in Mark chapter 9, verses 38 through 41. Jesus said, John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name. We told, this, told him to stop because he was not one of us. And I love what Jesus responded. He said, do not stop him for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. And truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. You know, Jesus, uh, John was trying to tell you know Jesus, hey, you know, They aren't in our inner circle. They're not part of our team, the 12 people that you've chosen. And yet Jesus said, hey, no, 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 no. This team is much bigger than just us 12. And as I was reading that passage, uh, preparing for this this message, uh, you know, it it just really kind of spoke to my mind and heart that we need to be careful about staying in our holy huddles, friends. You know, the number one reason that people come to church is because they were invited. All right. And I know for somebody like, hey, I've been inviting my friend and they never say yes. Keep on inviting them. You just never know when uh, everybody's life gets to a point where they realize they need Jesus. And, you know, one of the things that I love to do gets me out of my holy huddle is go volunteer at Lighthouse Ministries in downtown Lexington. Uh, Lighthouse Ministries, they prepare meals for the less fortunate, many which are homeless. Also, Lexington Rescue Mission is a wonderful organization. They're on opposite sides of downtown helping meet the needs of the less fortunate. I would encourage you to maybe take a look at trying to see about spending some time with them. But here's the deal. Love and truth must be maintained in perfect balance. Truth is never to be abandoned in the name of love, but love is not to be ignored in the name of truth. Say it one more time. Love and truth must be maintained in perfect balance. Truth is never to be abandoned in the name of love, 
But love is not to be ignored in the name of truth. Oh, friends, that's one of those things that maybe just we need to read <laughs> at least once a week. I know I do. And just if you do speak the truth, do it in love. But I think sometimes we've gotten away from truth and more just about grace. And Jesus came full of grace and truth. Well, as we wrap up, we're not wrapping up, but it's the rest of this program, should I say. we got about nine minutes. Uh, I want to focus on a passage of Scripture that I know you're, most of you are familiar with. It's uh, the Last Supper and Jesus uh, in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, as we look at John's life, and he wrote this book in the Bible. And but maybe it's new to you, or maybe you're just like, you know, I need to hear this again. I want to read John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, if you're at home and have access to your Bible, then jump in and read along with me. But it says, Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and returned to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never, ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are greater than their master. I'm sorry. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Oh, friends, I know that's a lot, 17 verses, but there's so many nuggets of wisdom, just so many things that just spoke to my mind and to my heart, uh, my spirit. Uh, and I just want to share some of those things with you today and the time that we have remaining. And maybe these are things that uh, could help you also grow in your relationship with Jesus. The first thing is more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. I mean, Jesus modeled love. It's one thing for Jesus to tell the disciples and other people to love one another. But I think we can all agree that actions speak louder than words, right? And so he exhibited that at the Last Supper when he, I mean, think that this is the Son of God 
Emmanuel, God is with us. God in the flesh, Jesus. And yet here he is getting up. Before he knows, he's right before he's getting ready to get arrested and then be crucified on a cross. And he winds up getting up and took off his robe and wrapped a towel around his waist and started washing the disciples' feet. And friends, I want to remind you, this isn't like today where most of us have four or five pair of shoes and, you know, we switch them in and out. I mean, these guys had probably one pair of sandals. And remember, the roads weren't paved and animals just defecated wherever they wanted. And I mean, people's feet were just, just keep it blunt, they were nasty. Okay. <laughs> no else to say it. Just gross, I think, as my sister would say. <laughs> but you know, Jesus humbled himself and got on his feet and washed all 12 of those guys' feet, even Judas, knowing that he was going to betray him. And so, friends, our actions speak louder than our words. Jesus modeled love. And so I want to ask you, you know, if actions speak louder than words, I think the first place we have to look is what are our priorities? And so I want to ask you today, you know, what, what's your calendar and what's your checkbook look like? In other words, where do you spend your time? And where do you spend your money? And I'm not saying this to beat anybody up or try to condemn anybody, but, you know, friends, I have to look at mine. And, man, it's always a work in progress with my calendar and, and, and money. Where do I spend my money? And where can I be a good steward of the financial resources that God has entrusted me? I'm thankful that I had a mom that's always modeled tithing to the church. And so I've done that since well, I've got college on. I've done that. And, uh, man, it's something I'll never regret. Have times gotten tough before? Absolutely. Have I had to work multiple jobs before? Absolutely. But you know what? The Lord has always provided for my needs. Not always all my wants, but he has always provided all my needs. And I want to encourage you, you can't outgive God. I've also supported several other ministries over the years and even currently right now do that. And uh, I just feel like that's why the Lord has blessed me individually. And he's blessed this ministry. Hope is here because we sow seeds into other ministries because it's all about spreading the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ and where that hope is. The second thing that I can think we can take away from John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, is Jesus knew who he was. You're like, well, what do you mean by that, Greg? Well, if you go back up to John chapter 13, verse 17, Three, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and returned to God. Friends, I think sometimes we forget about, you know, the benefits of being a follower of Jesus. That God's given us authority over certain things here on earth. And also to be reminded sometimes when things don't work out, this is not our home. We get persecuted, Jesus got persecuted. Jesus warned us, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so be encouraged and know who you are. And more importantly, whose you are. Whose you are. I think so many times we just we treat ourselves like we're on the discount rack at big lots. <laughs> I mean, you know, we just treat ourselves like we're we're just not worth anything. And yet, friends, you are. Jesus thought so much of you that he died for you. You may feel like today nobody loves me. I want to remind you, friends, that your Heavenly Father loves you and that Jesus loves you and that he felt like you were so lovable. He's like, I'm going to give up my one and only life. And not only am I going to give it up, I'm going to go through horrific pain being flogged and you know being whipped 39 times. 
before he even went to the cross and the crown of thorns pressed on his head and the blood flowing down it. Oh, my goodness. You know, a verse that I saw in Psalm chapter 16, verse 8, I've read the Psalms off and on for years, but this one, for whatever reason, this season of life really spoke to me recently when I read it. Psalm 16, verse 8, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Uh, it's so good. I want to say it one more time. Psalm 16, verse 8, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Friends, maybe you need to write that down today and place it in a post-a-note, your bathroom mirror, on the refrigerator, the coffee pot, laptop. Maybe I know some people like put them on the light switches in every room in their house. But know the Lord is always with you. You don't have to be shaken because he is right beside you today. Three other questions I want to ask you to ask yourself, just a little homework. Uh, maybe just take some time and do these this week. Number one, who have you served this week? Taking that from John chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. That's what Jesus was doing. He was serving. Another question to ask yourself, who have you said thank you to this week? Who have you said thank you to this week? Being grateful. Oh, the Bible says to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Want to ask you a question now we don't really like to ask. What area of life maybe do you have pride in? You know, Peter was like, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. Jesus replied, you understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. And No, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus replied, until I wash you, you won't belong to me. And then Peter said, then wash my hands and my head as well, Lord, not just my feet. In other words, everything. And friends, that's what Jesus wants us to do today. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. You've been blessed by this program. I hope you'll share it with somebody else. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today. Dot today.